everyone. Welcome to episode 200 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. I want to say that a stage of maturity has been reached uh, today, at least in my understanding. Now, I may not be able to articulate it very well, what I've comprehended, but there is a stage of maturity where I'm learning and growing. I'm still in my infancy when it comes to understanding wildlife and wildlife management. But a guy on social media posted a picture the other day of him mowing down a bunch of bitter brush, sagebrush, and a bunch of other things. And then he uh, posted another picture where he was disking it and breaking it up. And then another video of him planting alfalfa and trying to grow uh, uh, alfalfa mix with some other things that has a lot of protein. And somebody in the comments asked him, you know, why are you doing this? Isn't this what, because he was trying to grow a big mule deer. And he said, the reason why he was doing this is because whenever he has witnessed big mule deer, they've always been in alfalfa fields uh, that were irrigated or had pivots. And so he decided that this is the way that he would do it. And so he took a couple hundred acres that he had and he busted it up and turned it all into alfalfa purely for the fact that he wants to grow mule deer. And there was a brief moment where I was like, yeah, I've witnessed this too because I've seen monster muleys in these pivots. But this, this maturity that I think that I am coming up with is understanding that these, alpha, these alfalfa fields are temporary because when the winters come and these animals are mainly browsers, when these storms come and all of a sudden your alfalfa field is dead and covered, you just turned 300 acres into a landscape that is no longer usable for mule deer because they can't feed on it. You're not seeing these mule deer sitting out in the middle of these alfalfa fields in the wintertime. And it was that moment where I was like, okay, there is some temporary benefits, but turning your entire operation into alfalfa just for mule deer is not going to be what's beneficial for them. And it may not even work out, depending on how the storms work out and the hunting seasons, it may not even work out well for him that he may not have the mule deer in there because if he gets an early storm, then the mule deer aren't going to be there. Oftentimes as well, because of the way alfalfa fields work, they're very open. Deer find that uncomfortable and immediately after first light, they're gone. And he didn't break it up. He didn't leave patchwork or anything on the outside uh, or in the middle for them to go and find um, safety in the thick brush. He just laid waste to it all. And so there was that moment where I agreed with him that I've seen monster muleys in pivots and alfalfa. But then that side of me that's starting to question things these are the things that mule deer are looking for. They're looking for big sagebrush. They're looking for serviceberry, mountain mahogany, snowberry, rabbit brush, bitter brush. On the forbs, they're looking for aster, sagewort, uh, snakeweed, buckwheat, uh, arrow leaf, balsam root. And that's what they're looking for. Those are the type of ranges that they're looking for, not the ones that have been laid waste due to 
the different treatments because eventually when the winter comes and we all know it's coming, that's what's going to happen. There is a, a group out there, uh, the Western Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies, often called WAFWA, and they talked about there's a whole bunch that uh, is going on that is causing problems for mule deer. And in their habitat specifically, there's a bunch of things that's, that's causing problems for the mule deer that is making it harder and harder for these mule deer each year. Why are the whitetail adapting and the mule deer aren't? Because the whitetail have adapted to those river bottom type environments that are really good for ag where the habitat for mule deer uh, is not the same and it's constantly being destroyed and there's not much left to replace it. Some of the things that they've faced that the mule deer are facing that the Wafwa has come up with is their habitat has been modified. It's been turned in from, from these uh, native shrubs, these communities that they are so... Uh, depended on in the wintertime and in the fall to get that massive amount of protein that they're looking for. They've now been altered, whether it's invasive plants being moved in or being sprayed, uh, killing off all that shrubs, leaving all the grasses. Also, the structure of it has been modified because we are now allowing pinion juniper woodlands to increase and when they increase, it decreases the understory. And the reason why they're increasing is because we're reducing uh, natural fire and what natural fire did. When they would uh, advance across the habitat, fire would come in and it would decrease the amount that they were allowed to advance. And so there was this constant battle between the pinion junipers moving in and the fire and so there was this constant battle. But now that we've gotten rid of fire, they're advancing. Now, there are techniques that we're going through, whether it was chaining or we're grinding down trees and we're laying waste. We're now learning from these. But oftentimes, uh, they're still, especially on private areas, uh, they're getting thicker and thicker, which is only going to lead to larger and larger um, fires also uh the nutritional quality i guess is is decreased and the reason is the older the plant and the bigger the more mature the plant becomes the less of a nutritional value it has and because we've reduced the amount of fire that's going on we don't have this mosaic we get these large stands of mature sagebrush now everybody was like hey we got to stop killing the large patches of mature sagebrush because sage grouse need it well actually we found out that sage grouse need a mosaic they need anything from no sagebrush all the way up to the mature they have their requirements and each different life cycle that they have or each part of their life cycle requires something different just like mule deer now yes they do like these big large mature stands of sagebrush but they also like a mosaic where you're allowing uh, more of these forbs and grasses to move in and so you can't just have one mature or one very young and so when we reduce or suppress fire it creates this imbalance and then the amount of usable habitat is just being dissected right and left roads here roads there cabins here cabins there 
fences. We're constantly putting up things that are just cutting their habitat all to pieces. So these are the challenges that wildlife are facing. Now everybody is trying to figure out a way to help the mule deer and help them increase in population. But oftentimes we go out and we do things without thinking about the other consequences. Yes, we want a large buck on our property so we can harvest it. If we get a large buck, that means our habitat is good. Everything is going well. But what happens in the wintertime when we've laid waste to all the things that they browsed on? Just some food for thought. You guys have a, a great day. Stay wild.